Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to the Tay and Todd Watching the Football Team Podcast brought to you by Fansided. Mm-hmm. This is your boy Tay, co-host Todd. This is Monday night and we are playing some football. Yeah. The Washington football team is playing football on Monday night, but not only that, it's meaningful football. Mm-hmm. Todd, how are you feeling? I'm excited, dude. I first of all, they haven't played on Monday night in two years. Uh and then I mean I'm I'm curious to see Ron Rivera's uh, team in primetime again because they've done well in primetime, right? The Bucks game, the Giants game, the Steelers game, but they haven't played on Monday night. And I'll give you some numbers, but Washington is like historically bad on Monday night going back 20 years. And I know it's a different team and different players and different coaches and a different name, but one thing has been consistent. They have been terrible on Monday night. So I'm really curious to see how they come out. I'm excited though, take it. Like you said, it's meaningful football. Cowboys lost on Thursday. Eagles lost yesterday. So, you know, things are definitely interesting. So I'm excited. How about, how about you? Todd, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good, man. This is a huge game. Uh, huge. You know, yeah. Ron Rivera, they play their, they, he plays his best foot, he coaches his best football mm-hmm. in the end of November, heading into January. Yeah. And it's like the same scenario all over again. Yeah. But I think what's happening is you get a Ron Rivera led team, which is the best coach in the NFC East. And anything is possible. It's all about getting. It's all about getting hot at the right time. Right. And I, I'm excited for tonight. It's a cold day, chilly day. I'm gonna sit at the house in a blanket next to the fireplace <laughs> by the Christmas tree with some hot chocolate. With some hot chocolate, and I'm just gonna enjoy it. I'm gonna enjoy some football, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. Man, it's definitely the type of game to pull out a Redskin snuggie. You know, oh, for man. sure. It is like it is. It is a uh, December. It's not December. It's basically December, but it is like December winter football because it's going to be freezing or below freezing out there tonight. So, and like you said, it's when they it's when they seem to play their best ball. Last year, it's when Ron Rivera seems to coach his best football, and it's kind of it feels like it's when teams level out more so than in the summer, you know, late summer, uh, fall, where you know there is no weather factor. Uh, the Seahawks, you know, they're not uh, unfamiliar with playing this type of weather because I've never been to Seattle. You've been to Seattle, right? Yep. Wife is wife lived in Seattle. Yep, she lived there. Yep. You've been there. I mean, from what I understand, it's not great weather on average. No, it's not good weather at all down there. So and, uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> so so the Seahawks have some, I guess, familiarity, but the Seahawks are not the same playing in Seattle, where you know they've got their serious home field advantage and their fans just take over the stadium and then coming across the country and playing in the East coast cold, 
in a different stadium where, look, the Seahawks fans still may take over the stadium, but it won't be the same as their own stadium. So, yeah, man, I it's and then the, and then the fact that the Seahawks are so bad. And again, I'll yeah. give you some numbers on that, too, but they are terrible. So, man, I'm. I'm excited. I wish for once that it, it wouldn't become a season where every game is your most important game, but I guess this is just where we are right now. It is right, what it is. Right, right. You think we'll see all whites or all burgundies tonight? I think they'll go all whites. Okay. I think they'll go all whites. Um, this, this is just big. I, I, I guess we can touch on a little bit later, but I, I have some predictions that some guys are going to mm. show up tonight on the okay. live, on the national stage, and it's going to carry over for the rest of the season. And I, um, love to I have that. three guys, uh, three guys that we'll talk about later on that are going to be huge tonight. And if they get that right momentum on the national stage, I think yeah. they carry over for the rest of the season. Okay. All right. So we can. Are you want to do that like last thing towards the end? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'll give you some numbers. Should I do the Seahawks or the Washington football team on Monday night? Which number should I do first? One's no, positive, but basically numbers. Seahawks. Okay. Yeah. The good news or the bad news, I guess. All right, let's do the good news uh, first. Yeah, yeah. So the Seahawks, obviously, they lost Russell Wilson for what I think was four or five games, mm-hmm. but uh, but that's still not really reflective in these numbers. Like I, they've not been very good with Russell Wilson lately, especially. So offense. Offense is ranked 30th overall in total offense, the Seahawks. Passing offense is 26th. Rushing offense is 23rd. Defensively, their total defense, they're ranked 32nd in the league right now. Their passing defense is ranked 32nd. Their rushing defense is ranked 23rd. Now, the last time Washington played the 32nd ranked pass defense was a few weeks ago against the Kansas City Chiefs when they only managed to score, what was it, 10 points? Right. So... But again, this, in both situations, the, the passing defenses are very bad. Now, against the Chiefs, they were able to move the ball some and not finish drives, but lately they've been able to do that. So maybe this time when they play the worst passing defense in the NFL, it'll actually look like the worst passing defense in the NFL. And then in terms of turnover di- differential, the Seahawks are plus three. Uh, they're not terrible. They're not getting a lot of takeaways necessarily. Uh, they've only gotten nine, so they're 31st in terms of takeaways, but they're not turning the ball over a whole lot either. Uh, and, and it's interesting because there was there was one other thing, and I can't. They were they were having success in some areas, like they weren't making. It didn't seem like they were making a ton of mistakes. Like I said, they don't have a lot of turnovers, but they're still not a good team, right? Um, and then in terms of, I mean, just. Yeah, overall the Seahawks are just—they're not the Seahawks that uh, that we're used to, who have won nine games plus consecutively for nine years. They are not that anymore. So, and then and then you look back at last year. Washington played Seattle in Week 15. Yeah, Week 15. Russell Wilson threw for 121 yards, and they won that game because of their their rushing offense and Washington's rushing defense is a lot better now than it was last year really because of a Carlos Hyde run the Seahawks I mean I look back at the way Washington played them last year and it you know kind of makes me think I don't know I don't know but yeah. it's interesting I don't know what it's, it's it's very similar the only thing I'm a little bit worried about was Russ's stat on Monday night which is 10 and 2 I believe right I yes was it 25 touchdowns or two interceptions I, I it was something crazy like that something, something like crazy. that that's the only, and it's his birthday. 
Um, oh, that's right. It's so, birthday. you know, he's going to try to turn up, you know, how guys yeah. on, yep. on, yep. on the live scene. I can see the storyline now. Russell Wilson on his birthday, 33 <laughs> years old, 350 passing yards, four touchdowns, no picks, 100 mm. yards scrambling. So it's, it's shaping up for that. But it if you look is. at the storyline, if you look at the story, the last couple of weeks, we had storylines. The Tom Brady team yep. going back to Washington. And yeah, the cam, the cam, right. so, and they were over there able to overcome that. So I'm looking forward to this. I, I'm just like you said, they, we lost last year, 20 to 15, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's huge. That 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 game we should have won. We should have won that game, and Russ didn't play well. So, um, like you said, this defense has last year better. Yeah, that's uh, 20, 15, 20 right? yeah, 20 to 15. Yep. Yep. And uh, it was a very winnable game. It was. Uh, was it was the game. Was that Haskins? That was Haskins. That yeah, was when he threw so, the two picks and and yeah, yeah. So it's I, I, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Only thing, only downside I feel about this game is the fact that it's Monday night and you're going to hit on that our Monday night record in our Monday night history. Yeah. And then the fact that it's Russell Wilson's birthday, he's had two bad back to back games. It's hard to see him come out and stink it up on a Monday night football because everything's on the line for him. You know, he's trying to get traded. He's looking at you know he's trying you know so. That's the only thing I'm worried about, but I'll let you hit on Washington and 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 what the stats say there. Yeah, I um, and you kind of. I just want to look real quick. I would love to know in that ten and two split how many of those were home and away games. I'm just I'm curious about mm-hmm. that. I'd love to know. But just looking back at these last couple of games for Russell Wilson uh, against the Packers, against the Cardinals, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. 368 yards total passing uh his passing his completion percentage is is right at about 50 percent taking seven sacks uh two fumbles <laughs> so yeah russ is not playing well man he's not playing well and i mean i think he's still a good player their offensive line has obviously never been very good uh they're not having the same success running running the ball that they've had and chris carson is is hurt I believe right out for the year or on IR at least. Yep. Uh, and then DK Metcalf and, and Tyler Lockett, Tyler Lockett, that Tyler Lockett, Russell Wilson connection has not been the same lately. DK Metcalf still like they've, they just haven't been in sync. It feels like in the passing game and then just haven't been able, I mean, seven sacks in two games is obviously not good. Let's talk the bad news. Now, Washington on Monday night football. Now someone will take this and they will say again, different coach, different players. And I, and I don't disagree with that. I do agree with that. But it th- these numbers span several coaches, several quarterbacks, several coordinators, one owner. Uh, okay, so since 2000 on Monday Night Football, the Washington football team is five and 23 in 28 games, <laughs> five wins. Uh, they've been out, so that's bad enough, right? The fact that you've only won one five games, but. The, it gets it gets worse now. They've been outscored 461 points to 762 points by the opposing teams. That comes to points per game, 16.4 points per game. Washington has scored on average to 27.2 points per game. The other team has scored on average. Washington has scored more than 21 points six times. Opposing teams 19 times. Their last win came in 2014. Since that win, that was the Cowboys. That was the Colt McCoy Cowboys win in 2014. Since that win, they are 0-9. They've been outscored 155 to 275, which is a 17 to 30 points per game spread. And that win was a three-point margin of victory. 
And the uh, one before that, which was uh, RG3 in 2012, was a one-point margin of victory. So they've won by four points, and they've lost by a lot more than that. Uh, now, okay, so they haven't won since 2014. Now they haven't played a Monday night football game since 2019, um, which was – when did they – actually, was it 2019? The Dwayne has – oh, yes, it was 2019. It was Case Keenum against the Bears, all the turnovers and all that. So, so it's been five straight years of losing since they've won. So that's a storyline, too. I, I'm curious to see if ESPN will touch on Washington's just, I mean, just terrible performances on Monday Night Football, Tay. Because if so, then that's a storyline for you, too, that you can use to add fuel to your fire. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Ron Rivera is spouting out some of these numbers to the team. Because I know that they weren't the ones, obviously, but it's still, they're part of this organization, and it's this organization that has those numbers. So it still is a factor. Yeah, for sure, and, and I hope, and I know Ron is, is good at that. I know Ron is good at using that fuel, right? Exactly, and adding bulletin board material. Exactly. So that's that's what I'm. I, I assume that it for this game because I know for the Bucks it was for every Goliath there's a stone or something like that, uh, which <laughs> I didn't know about that when I was talking about David and Goliath on our episode the next day. I promise you, I, I didn't know about right. that. <laughs> I just grew up in church, <laughs> um, Amen. Amen. but uh, but it was crazy how that happened. But yeah, so it, for this game, that would be the storyline, in my opinion, really just the fact that Washington has been so bad on Monday Night Football. So, I, you know, and then I'm mean, sure they lost last year, but that's that's what I've got. Tay, you got the good news, which is that the Seahawks are, are really bad this year, worse than they've been since before 2012. They have the worst passing offense, uh, passing defense, and Washington has been picking up game, uh, picking up steam, and offensively running and throwing the ball, which the Seahawks are bad at both defending both. Russell Wilson has been really off, and when he's off, he's off. When he's on, he's on, but when he's off, he's really off. So that's the good news. The bad news is, well, it feels like they're cursed on Monday night. So will they be able to overcome that curse? That's me. So talk to me about the players you're really expecting something from tonight. Uh, I think three players who are, I'm expecting something from and have really big, huge opportunities mm -hmm. to get their self-acknowledged on the spotlight. And I'm going to say De'Ami Brown. Okay. I think that the last couple of weeks, he's been he's been open. He, he's been mm -hmm. open a couple of times. And uh, Heineke has just either missed him or he went to Terry, right. which is respectable. You right, know, right. I respect right. that. But I, I expect him to take some shots this game. Yeah. Uh, like you said, the number 32 pass rank defense. Scott Turner starting to get into his bag a little bit. He is. He, he is. Outstanding. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm going to say De'Ami Brown on offense. And then on defense, I got two guys. I got William Jackson. I think he's going to – he's been playing okay. good football lately. Yeah, I he has. I think he's going to do a great – I think he's going to earn his money the second half. Okay. And I'm going to say Jamin Davis. I think he's going to show out on the national stage. I think those three guys have huge opportunities to turn their their whole – Jamin Davis may not get defensive player of the year, defensive no, rookie of the year. Definitely not. Because Mike has Michael already Parsons sealed it as far as I'm concerned. Even if he got hurt. Yeah, he's, he's won. <laughs> right. Um, but I think he has a good opportunity to shape into a good linebacker this next this next half of the season, okay. especially heading into division, uh, division games. And, right. Um, those are my three guys. I think they have great opportunities. Mm. I think all three will play very big and be inst uh, instrumental in our in our success tonight, and uh, especially defensively, those two guys. And then yeah. Diami, he, he's due for a breakout game. I don't think he's, he's as got bad to. as people are saying. 
I just think he's not getting the opportunities, uh, a couple of overthrown footballs and, and, and this and that, but yeah. I expect them to take shots and I, I expect, I expect them, I expect the Brown to play big tonight. I can see it now. And, I, and I'm hoping this can be a, a footstep into the right direction into yeah. going into the rest of the division game saying, okay, mm-hmm. we got one, a, we got the army, right. We got right. Samuel coming back into the fold. Now that's what I'm hoping. So, yeah. Uh, then it would be great to see. I was kind of imagining a, a long ball Deami touchdown early. That'd be that'd be great to see more than just the score, but to see him. That would probably help his confidence too. Uh, and then you kind of touched on it. Curtis Samuel, Logan Thomas, I think, are both expected to be back tonight on a pitch count, both of them. But that'll be good to see. I would like to see with Logan Thomas back, uh, John Bates in there, who will you know be playing instead of Ricky Seals Jones, and then the the Thomas. Bates blocking tight end duo is better than the Thomas Seals Jones blocking tight end duo. Mm-hmm. John Bates is blocking his butt off. And so I'd love to see that. And then Curtis Samuel, if if he if he's only in on some critical downs, on some third downs when he really, you know, it performs really well, that's fine with me as well. I'd like to see Cam Sims in a bit more as well because last year he was a big part in the offense's quote unquote resurgence. But uh, I just think he's a reliable player for you right now. He's not, he's not a you know special, super dynamic player. But I think he's reliable and he can do some things for you. So, you want to do score prediction? Yeah, I got one more thing. Okay. Uh, um, last couple of weeks, we lost our starter, our two stars on the defensive end. Yes. You know? Yes. And if you look at our roster defensively, I mean nothing stands out really. You look at. Yeah, um, you're right. I mean, John Allen and John Allen and Payne. Yeah, look I mean, at those, yeah, Payne those Allen tackles. Right. You look at those D tackles, but it goes. It proves to me that what you're saying is correct. That franchise quarterback, good quarterback play, overcomes a bad defensive roster. It does, man. Because it does. the last couple of weeks, Heineke has been balling. Right. We haven't even talked about the defense. Even no, we haven't. Exactly. I yeah, man, for sure. It's it's so true it's just so it's so real and true but uh you know we just we've, we haven't had that so it, it's tough to see because we don't see it consistently and it feels like when the quarterback plays better well the defense played better yeah exactly right. Right. <laughs> exactly right. um okay uh you want to do score prediction yeah and another question so as, okay. we, as we move towards uh i remember last week you said or or on the post game you said mm. that I asked you what did Heineke need to do. And yeah, he, he's che- he's checked off one box right there. That, that one step towards your seven step process. <laughs> yeah, as we as we hit step number two. Yes. what do you need to see from Heineke tonight mm, like, that shores like up that shores up his solidification that takes him another step to step mm. three, not backwards, right? But another step forward to being QB one for yeah. next year, at least stopgap mm. for next year, right? Just QB yeah. Honestly, like I think the easiest way to to describe it is just compare it to other performances he's had. I need like a I need a Seahawks or Falcons level of performance. I need to see explosive plays from the offense, especially when they matter the most. I need to see a very limited turnovers, or if you turn the ball over, then overcome them like you did against the Giants. Uh, and just in general, I need to see like consistency from the offense. They need to move the ball and then they need to score and it needs to happen. Like he needs to, it can't just be running the ball, you know, like that's great to win a game. But for Heineke specifically, he needs to be the one leading the offense, leading the charge. The running game helps. 
and he's just like he's making throws that just make you go wow you know like just consistently that's a good throw that's a good play avoiding turnovers and making throws that result in scores so give me a give me a giants performance minus the interception or even the giants minus the interception plus one or two downfield throws that he could have had against the giants and that's a step in the right direction which to me Again, 32nd ranked passing defense. So that's not a crazy ask, right? Mm-hmm. So that's really what I would expect to see from him. And then and then it would be a third game in a row. You stack three games, three good games together. That's that's an accomplishment too. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I'm interested to see how he performs because he really has an opportunity, just like the other three guys that I named. He has an opportunity tonight to kind right. of solidify a role not only amongst the fan base but amongst national pundits right um, right if he and the gravity of this game for him is huge yes I mean, it is it's huge it is and the nfl already likes him yeah so. that's that's what i was gonna say i i love that like people want to tune in for this game honestly they want to watch taylor heineke they do like yeah. the like not, not casual fans so much. Casual fans are like, who's that guy in number four? But the NFL world, people who, you know, live and breathe NFL, like people on Twitter, verified check marks, analysts, NFL Network, ESPN, those guys want to watch Taylor Heineke. He's, he's made a name for himself. And if you were watching last week's Monday night game, the way Lewis Riddick and I don't know the other two guys, names, but the way they were talking about Heineke, they were yeah. very high regard. And then, like, I tweeted, and, and so many people can understand and relate to the fact that for years, Washington has never had a quarterback and a wide receiver on those promos for, you know, primetime games. But now you have Heineke next to Russell Wilson and Terry McLaurin next to DK Mecca. That's that's cool to see. Whether or not Heineke is your franchise quarterback, like, he has earned respect from, honestly, from everybody. And that's, that's cool. I love that. So that's why I really want – because Washington – is is low key and the players on the team that are good don't get really great national media attention. Chase Young was really the only one. I just really want some of these guys to show up tonight so that people can start saying their name more. Heineke is one of them. Terry McLaurin is another. People again, people know, but I need more people to know how good Terry McLaurin is. I would love for Antonio Gibson to have a good game. You know, for Cameron Curl to have a really good some of these guys yeah, yeah. who don't get the credit that they deserve, but are some really good young players. But yeah, I would love for Heineke, number one of all of them, to just ball out because people love him. And if he balls out, more people will love him and they'll love him more. Yeah. You just got me excited for the game. And <laughs> the alternative, of course, is that everything comes crashing down. But we'll just right. wait and see what happens. We won't anticipate that. We'll just wait and watch. So, all right, you want to do you want to do how much you think the Seahawks will score first? Yes. Uh, let's. Yeah. I'm going to say... You see, this is tricky, man, because it can either be bang or butt. Like, it's going between with with this. Um, Man, coming from the West Coast. Yep. uh, We said the same thing about the Chargers. Now the Chargers and the Seahawks are not the same thing, so never mind. Yeah. Uh, Man. (laughs) My high and my low? Sure. Okay. For low, I I would say nine. Okay. Um, for high, I would say the highest they, their cap, I would say is about seventeen to twenty. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So much of it will be, I think, 
just pressuring and then containing Russell Wilson. That's yeah, that's really what it will be. If he gets out the pocket, that's when the big plays will happen. But I don't think the big plays will happen if you contain him in the pocket and get pressure on him. So Seahawks, I'm going to go, um, I think, a couple touchdowns. I'll say, I'll say, I'll say 21. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll say 21 for the Seahawks. Okay. Okay, you want to go Washington? Washington, I'll go 28. 28, okay. Is it 21 for the Seahawks? Call me crazy. I'm going to go 34 for Washington. Wow. wow. I, I don't know. I, they're probably going to betray me, okay? So I'm, I am ready. My heart, my heart is ready to be betrayed. But there is just no reason that they should not be able to score a lot. of. Now, I can say the same about the Seahawks. The difference, the only difference between the two is that Heineke and Washington are on a bit of a hot streak, and the Seahawks are on a very real cold streak. So that's what I'm banking on. I'm making on Russell Wilson's numbers continuing to be the same, although slightly better if they've scored three touchdowns, and for Heineke to continue to do what he's doing. So thirty. My, I guess I mean, my, that means my final score prediction is 34-21, to 21, Washington. Okay, yeah, I mean, their, their run game is non-existent. I mean, Alex Collins is back there. He's yeah, doing nothing, they so. have to throw the ball, and they can't do that. They have, yeah. That's right, but they have the weapons. That's the but they do have the weapons, yeah. and the and the Packers and the Cardinals defenses are better than Washington's pass defense. You see what I'm so, saying, so. That's why I said twenty one. That's why I said twenty one because they got shut out against the Packers, and they scored ten or thirteen against the Cardinals. So twenty one, you know, like how Cam Newton was terrible yesterday, but oh, yeah. they scored twenty one against Washington. So that's yeah. kind of that's what I'm banking on. Which also, again, Cam Newton was terrible yesterday. So like we said, like you said, Tay. About getting Cam, yeah, I think we're good. I think we dodged a bullet there. Anyway, that was a huge bullet, huge bullet, a six-six bullet. Um, yeah. All right, so your score prediction is twenty-eight to somewhere between nine and twenty. Seventeen. <laughs> okay. 28-17. and I'm thirty-four twenty-one. All right, man. That means we are banking on them getting their sixth win on Monday Night Football in the last twenty years, oh, and six, yeah. and their first on. one since twenty fourteen. But now would be the time to do it. And, and again, Ron Rivera's teams have, have not come out flat in, in prime time. So I'm not going to bank on that the same way I would with Jake Rudin's teams, which on Monday nights, I mean, it was you could just tell. You could just feel like from the very first series they came out and it was just sloppy and flat and penalties and turnovers. So, well, we'll see what happens, man. Uh, but, it, yeah, I'm excited. It's Monday night games are nerve-wracking. You have to go through the whole day. Yeah. You know, yeah. anticipating it. Um, so, but at least I'll get to just sit there and watch the whole thing and won't have to do anything or move around like I yeah. usually am. So, all right, yeah, well, forward to it. yeah, yeah. And you'll be watching. You, 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 is it just going to be you and, and Bethany, you and your wife? Yep, yep, okay. yep. Same. That's it. That's all I need. Same. Any, any special food? You cooking anything up? No, I think we just, no, I think we're going to. Just had a Christmas. We're gonna play with the Christmas tree a little bit. Okay, okay. Just mess and, around. Uh, with do the that, yeah, in the background, you know, just on a commercial <laughs> break. I, I do my little touches. Just, <laughs> just, sit there, just sit there and just watch it, man. I'm, 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 I'm tuning in. This is huge, man. Because it is. This is just a big game. And, yeah. And I think they'll come out ready. I, I, I have a feeling Heineke's gonna take full advantage of this. And um, if they win this game, obviously we have the Nat Raiders game. Yeah. <sighs> That's and then again you're on to another huge one and then oh, man. building up to that Cowboys game. <laughs> yeah. 
So they only get bigger from here. Uh, if sweat, they, if, sweat's coming back soon too. So. Right. That's right. Exactly. Which I, which could definitely make a difference. So. Oh yeah. All right. Well, hopefully we're not wrong. Hopefully we don't sound crazy around midnight tonight. So I guess we'll check back in tomorrow. As always, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. This is Todd. And this is Tate. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.